Hey y'all, welcome back to the podcast. Um, So on this podcast, we have raw and unfiltered conversations about God's goodness and his word. So I'm really, really excited that you guys are here. Um, It's a beautiful Monday and I just wanted to pop on the podcast today. And uh, I know I already published two other podcasts last night, which is a lot for me to do in one day, Um, less than on a week lately since I went on that long hiatus from the podcast, took some time to myself to really process things and really think through what the next moves and next steps were on this podcast, so I'm really excited for this, so in these next few few weeks, I'll be trying my best to just pump out content for y'all, um, especially since our one-year anniversary on the podcast is coming up on the 27th, so I'm really excited about that. Um, so yeah, this is really, really fun. Today, we're talking about relationships, specifically romantic relationships, but even if you're single, I think this will be a great one to listen to for future reference when you do get into a really relationship. and even just for general knowledge, you know, um, so I'm really excited to talk about this topic, so yeah, let's get into it. So this will most likely be a part two, or a part, eh, I can't speak, (laughs) this will most likely be a two-part series, um, so in part one today of the relationship series, we all know I did the singleness series a a while back, Um, So I'm really excited about this two-part series of relationships. Um, And so I think that this will really pertain to what we learned in the singleness series and really applying that to now me being in a relationship and how you guys can go about your relationships in your daily life. And so the topic of part one is going to be forgiving fast, having a servant mindset, and keeping God first. So really just talking about keeping God first in your relationship, having um, healthy power dynamics between you and your partner, um, not it just being one-sided or 30-70 um, or you know, 40-60, um, we really want it to be 50-50 on both sides. And um, talking about serving your partner with the little things in life, it doesn't have to be big things. Um, it's really all about the little moments because as we know, life is consistent of little moments. Um, so those are what matter most. So let's get into it. So, um, first thing going into, I guess this could pertain to keeping God first in your relationship. Um, I really want to talk about, and I'm reading my my notes that I wrote, <laughs> um, so if you hear pauses, I'm looking through them, um, and I have lots of notes here, <laughs> so um, your partner should not and cannot be your God. That is a hard truth that we, that we really need to think about and really consider because, you know, for me, if I idolize my boyfriend... I'm going to expect him to do things for me and fill my cup that God should be filling and fulfilling. Like, you you can't expect a human to fill the hole in your heart when that human didn't mold and nourish your heart from the beginning. You know what I mean? Like, you can't expect your significant other, your partner, to 
to like of course you want them to be there for you they'll give you advice they'll help you with certain things in your life they'll provide um nourishment to your life they will they they'll um they'll make your heart feel full to a certain extent but god it's important to remember that god is the only one that can truly have it overflowing sure your partner can fill your heart full and make you feel full from the inside out but god is the only one that can keep your cup overflowing and i think that's so important to remember in relationships because we often we often expect things from our partner that just aren't realistic as humans like we can't expect our partner to know the end-all be-all of all things in our life and we can't expect them to be able to do certain things for us that just aren't attainable and aren't realistic I feel like when I was little growing up I always had like a little list of everything that I could ever want in a husband and in a boyfriend and all of these things and I had a really really long list I'm sure every girl out there every guy probably had a list of qualities whether that was actually written down on paper or in your head you had a you had a list you had expectations you had traits that you really like you had just things that you expected to see in that ideal person that you had in your life that you wanted in your life eventually but I feel like as we get older that list gets shorter and not because our standards get lower that's very important to note (laughs) not because your standards are getting lower but because you are in touch with what the reality is and the reality is that we're humans and we're not perfect as when we were little we were probably making these perfect humans that aren't actually real and aren't out there and that's not like a bummer that's actually very refreshing and that's very um good to note and it makes me feel more free in that knowing that that perfect guy that I had written down in my notebook that I wanted as my future husband when I was a little girl isn't out there that's actually very comforting to me and I'll say this because what I thought I wanted at that age isn't what I really want now and that's perfectly fine because your standards change again they don't get lower they shouldn't get lower they should honestly get higher as you get older because you you've seen things that you like in people that you may date and you see things that you don't like um and just different life experiences should make your standards go higher um Unless people just keep on disappointing you, which that's a whole other topic that I can get into on a different episode. Um, but your partner can't fulfill the things that God should be fulfilling in your life. I've noticed that when I start my day with God and when I end my day with God, the in-between moments, I'm not expecting my boyfriend to... to do all of these things for me and expecting him to be able to answer all of my big life questions like what am I supposed to be doing what's going on like I'm not expecting that as much as I would if I didn't spend my those those beginning and end moments with God because 
you know, when I realize that when I start my day with God and I start my day in devotion, I start my day with reading the Bible or I start my day in listening to worship music and in prayer, I notice that my mindset changes for the day and I'm able to really go about my day seeing God's goodness and seeing seeing my boyfriend in a different light than I may have if I didn't start my day with God because then I'm then I'm able to see him the way that God sees him and that's way more powerful and way more beautiful than I could ever as a human see him through my eyes Um, because we as humans are always trying to point out things that are wrong we're always trying to see things straightforward um, with, with just tunnel vision but God sees us in such depth and in such beauty and detail and because like we said he molded your heart he created you he he did all of these things to make you perfect in his eyes and he's the creator of perfect so when we see our significant other the way that God sees them we're able to have grace for them, which will bring me to my next point of forgiving fast. And we're able to forgive them because God gives us so much grace. So what, what makes us think that our significant other deserves grace more? I, I wrote down in my notes, you know, going off of the topic of forgiving your partner fast. Um, forgiving them period but more specifically forgiving them fast because God forgives us immediately the minute that we come to him and we say we did this wrong Um, can you please forgive me can you show me a better way he automatically forgets for forgets and and forgives us of that because he already paid the price so there's no need he doesn't feel the need to hold that grudge because he already paid that. And so I wrote down, we're human. If you think you are more deserving of grace and forgiveness than your partner, you need a heart check. Put away your pride and give it to God. You don't have to forget what your partner did, even though it's recommended. I mean, you you can't forget things unless you have like amnesia, but I think forgetting things and truly moving on from it is true forgiveness because forgiveness is for you it's for you to move on it's not for your partner you don't have to like forgiving someone else I don't remember what murder case that I was listening to one time or I saw on tv as a little girl but something horrendous happened and to this lady's son and she I feel like some people are going to know what case I'm talking about but I can't remember it off the top of my head right now but something horrendous happened to her son and she she went up to she told the killer of her son in court I forgive you that is such a hard thing to do I don't know how I would react to that situation this person just killed your son and probably more than likely doesn't have that much remorse for what they did but you are choosing to say I forgive you not for show you're choosing to forgive them because God forgives us so easily these people hated Jesus when he was on the earth 
you know, they, they put him on a cross. They, they, they gave him a, a, a crown of thorns into his head. And, like, you know, he was all of these different things. But he wasn't liked by many people, you know. And so, yeah, I said, um, you don't have to forget what your partner did, but you have to forgive them because that's what God tells us to do. God so easily forgives you when you screw up. Follow the 24-hour rule. I always follow this. I, I try my best to follow this, and I'm not perfect, but this is a great rule to follow. The 24-hour rule is when if you're not still angry or annoyed at what your partner did in 24 hours later, don't make it a bigger deal than it needs to be. And that means that, you know, say your partner does something that hurts your feelings or makes you angry or something like that. Take time to sit to yourself and think through it instead of immediately um, reacting to it and instead of doing that think in the mindset of okay let me just be to myself think about what just happened think about what they just did and then wait that doesn't mean don't communicate with them or give them the silent treatment or any of that you need to communicate in between those times and tell them what's bothering you but in 24 hours if you're still feeling the same amount of anger that you were 24 hours ago, that's when it needs to be talked about more in depth rather than just saying, hey, this bothered me. That's when it needs to be a serious talk. But if you're not still angry about it as much as you were 24 hours ago, don't make it a bigger deal than it needs to be. I feel like that's where a lot of fights begin. Um is when I think that's that's one thing that me and my boyfriend have tried to do right on our parts is is really just communicating with one another and really just acknowledging when we do something to one another and just being like hey you know this is what happened let's talk through this um I just got so distracted. I I just looked at my flowers that are sitting in my vase and like one of them like curved over. So I think I need to change out my water. Um, but anyways, um, yeah, use that 24 hour rule. Super helpful. Um, so then next up, we're going to talk about um, using the triangle method. If you've never heard about this method or the pyramid method, whatever way you want to think of it, um, it's basically where you and your partner, you, you have a triangle. See a triangle in your head right now. <laughs> Imagine I'm on a whiteboard drawing a triangle. At the tip of the top is God, and at the other two points are you and your partner. You and your partner can only grow closer to each other if you keep God at the top and move towards him he should be the number one in your relationship but if you you're taking the shortcut to each other at the bottom you see the bottom of the triangle you see the base of it if you instead just try oh we can just take a shortcut to each other and meet meet there at the bottom go straight across the bottom 
if you're if you always have to sacrifice something if you do that if you take the shortcut to each other and prioritize just each other in your relationship you'll see that you're moving away from god and it's kind of stagnant because if you're if you're moving towards each other in this straight line at the bottom there's no room for god you're just there's just room for each other and you're just going towards each other but if you'll notice if you're going towards each other at the bottom there's nowhere for you to really meet you're meeting each other in the middle but it's very stagnant you're not going anywhere in that relationship you're not moving you're not doing anything very significant very stagnant you're just moving towards each other in a straight line and who wants to do that you want to go be going upward you know and the only way to go upward is to go towards God and meet at that point where he is because when you meet at that point all three of you are conjoined and you can really grow because he's at the top and I do want to note that you have to go individually to him to get to each other which is so important to remember because you can't you can't swerve over to each other and then go up to God together no go individually on both sides to get to him and then you'll get to each other that's really important to remember you have to prioritize having your own time with God and having your own relationship with God on your own and eventually you'll get closer to each other because you have that 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 foundation of God at the top that you don't have to worry that about that power imbalance and that power dynamic because I, I know in a lot of relationships you can try this triangle method you don't have God at the top you just have blank nothing's at the top of your relationship whatever's at the top is what you're prioritizing the most or whoever has the most power it's either or it's either you're you have um bills at the top you have you have your job at the top you have your dreams your individual dreams at the top but notice how there's only room for one you have you have your kids at the top if you have kids you have you have all of these different things at the top that you're making priority and that you're making your God. But the only thing that can be at the top is God if you want it to be healthy. And because what happens is if you have bills at the top, if you have your kids at the top, if you have your careers at the top, those things start to become your God and you start to idolize those things. That's called idolatry. You can't, you don't want to idolize materialistic things because those things don't last you know the kingdom lasts and so it's so important to note that that power imbalance happens very often when there's nothing at the top there's nothing at the top of the triangle it's just blank there's you and your partner at the other two sides of the points of the triangle at the bottom there's nothing at the top and people might say, well, that's good because it's a blank slate. You can choose what you put at the top. Yes, but what happens most often is the two people will be going individually to the top because, like I said, you can't shortcut or else you're not going to the top at all. The two people are going individually to the top towards where God would be, but it's nothing up there. 
So what do those two people do? They have to choose. They have to choose who has the most power in the relationship. And that's when those unhealthy power dynamic go, happens, is where people think, and that's where a lot of Christians come in and they think, well, the man is the man of the household. The man should be at the top. But where does God go? That's my question. <laughs> if that's the situation, where does God go? Does he go at the other point, at the bottom? How are you going to move towards him then if he's at the bottom? It's it's questions to ask. And I'm not saying that I don't agree that the man should be the head of the house because that's what God tells us. But ultimately, God should be the head of your house. Your husband or your, your boyfriend should be God's assistant, God's, God's helper, God's servant, helping him at the top. But at no point should your husband or your boyfriend be top priority over God because that's when you start idolizing them. That's when you start expecting, like we said, you start expecting things from your boyfriend or your husband that only God can fill. Only God can fulfill, fulfill those things. And only God can fill your cup overflowing with goodness. And so that's my little rant on the triangle method. Um, and I want to talk about having a servant mindset. Um, lastly, before we move on to part two, which will be next week, hopefully. Um, so having a servant mindset, this is very important. So this is something that I always like to think in my mind before I start my day and I think about my partner, I always like to think, what can I do to serve my partner today? Sometimes I think we tend to be a bit nicer to strangers than our significant other, especially in the South. And it's very funny when you see this because it's like, we see a stranger and we're like, oh, let's hold the door really wide open for them. We, we, um, we greet them. We ask them how they're doing. We, we do all these different things. And like I said, especially in the South, this happens a lot. But at no point should you be more nice to a stranger than to your partner. Because your partner should be a priority in your life, not that stranger. <laughs> um, so I think taking time to genuinely ask how your partner's doing. Um, do something that they like. You know, do a hobby of theirs. Or even if you... I think it's. I think it would be fun to, you know, try taking up a new hobby together, something that you both don't know anything about, and that would be fun to learn together and explore together. Um, that's definitely something that I need to implement in my own relationship, and I think that that would be very healthy and fun, you know, because then you have that competitive nature that comes out between the two of you, but you also are equal like there's no one that's already better at this because that's their sport or something like that so I think that would be fun um get them coffee um maybe breakfast in bed um give them a long hug before they go to work do just do little things that mean something you know the little things I feel like sometimes we're also nicer to our friends than our partner we're like oh like on our friend's birthday we're like planning a whole get together doing all of this stuff but for our partner we think we can slack because oh well they love us you know I, I think we think our friends are more are more wishy-washy than our partner your friends were there before your partner more than likely so 
I think it's important to prioritize your partner and to do little things for them that really mean something. Not just when it's their birthday, not just when it's your anniversary, just in the daily life, you know, giving them a call before work, telling them you love them randomly, you know. I think also building your emotional connection and chemistry with your partner is super important because you're always growing your friendship with your partner because at the end of the day, when you get married to that person, relationships are a lot of hanging out. It's a, it's a lot of friendship, honestly, before the romantic stuff comes in. It's a lot of hanging out. It's a lot of of watching movies together. It's a lot of talking. And that's why I think it's really important, especially COVID has shown me that, you know, um, my parents, you know, are in a very healthy marriage. They've always been. And, you know, my mom said that it was helpful during COVID that she, she genuinely liked hanging out with my dad. You know, they're friends. They're also married, but they're friends, ultimately. And... I think that's so important to be friends with your partner because at the end of the day, looks fade, beauty fades as we see in Proverbs 31, Um, beauty is fleeting and um, chemistry is also fleeting. Passion doesn't have to be fleeting if you continue to make it a priority in your relationship, which we can talk about in part two with passion, Um, but ultimately chemistry doesn't have to be fleeting but it can be overrated sometimes because sometimes there's you're not every single time you see your partner you're not always going to want to you know do all these different romantic things sometimes you just want to talk sometimes you just want to hug sometimes you just want to play uno together sometimes you just want to do different silly things together that isn't necessarily built on passion and chemistry at all times because like I said eventually you might be an old woman and you can't do certain things like you used to or maybe you've had a lot of kids and maybe you've had one kid and you're just like tired you know so I think at times like that it's really important to have the foundation of a good friendship ultimately so I think that is it for part one and I also have to go to class. <laughs> um, so I hope you guys enjoyed Relationships Part 1. Let me know what you think. I hope and I'm praying, Lord, that the sound quality was good and that there weren't too many mic, like, super loud, like, sounds. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so I'm praying largely for that because <laughs> um, that'll be a pain. But... Yeah, I hope that you guys can hear the goodness of this message and hear the Lord speaking through it. Um, I hope that you took notes and maybe you'll take it to heart. So I love you guys and have a wonderful day. I'll see you guys next week. Bye.